Hello everyone, I'm Cressida Cowell, author of How to Train Your Dragon, and I'm just popping in to tell you about my new book series, Which Way to Anywhere. It's a story about four children who discover that there are alternative worlds beyond our own, and that they can travel to them with the help of a magical map and a very special gift. Of course, this leads to epic, unexpected adventures. Which Way to Anywhere and its sequel, Which Way Round the Galaxy, are both available to buy now. Happy reading! And welcome to a very special episode of the Fun Kids Bookworms podcast. My name is Bex, and today I am joined by my old pal Dan from the Afternoon Show. Hey, Dan. Bex, thank you for joining me. We are here to celebrate 25 years of Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Oh my goodness, I can't believe it's 25 years. Uh, the cover is iconic. The stories, well, they speak for themselves, basically. Uh, what was your first memory of kind of getting Harry Potter in your life? I remember my mum. Uh, who didn't often buy me books, Mm -hmm. came home one day very excited in that very mum way because someone she worked with had told her about this new thing that her kids absolutely adored. Mm -hmm. So she came back uh, clutching, I think the first three that were probably at the time, uh, Harry Potter, Philosopher's Stone, Chamber of Secrets and Prisoner of Azkaban. And then I remember just like leafing through the first book because I was quite a picky reader when I was young. Uh, so there, there was that. Also, I remember getting very told off by my school because I think I'd borrowed a copy from a library or something and accidentally dropped it in a puddle. Oh, gosh. Okay, yeah. And then yeah. I tried to give it back. Uh, you, you yeah. Know. You ever do that thing where you try and make a treasure map and it and you put it in, like, coffee? Oh, yeah, or tea or something. Water. Yeah, yeah. It was a bit like that. Like, I, I tried to hand back this very stiff, starchy uh, Harry Potter. And it's probably one of those things now where I'll find out it's meant to be worth 50,000 million pounds because it's a, a, one of the first copies. What about you? What was your first experience when, uh, of the books? When was the first time you remember hearing the words, Harry Potter, <laughs> the boy who lived? Well, I borrowed some books from my school library to go on holiday with. I was going on a, um, a boating holiday in the Norfolk Broads with my family, and I thought, this is going to be boring. Okay. <laughs> so I tried to get as many books as possible, and I happened to get the first two or three, I think, uh, I had never read them before, but I was like, I'll take a gamble. These look quite interesting. They look quite fun. And oh my goodness, I think by day two of the holiday, I was done. I'd read them all. I loved them so much. They were so quick. And I remember when the films were going to be made, I was just thrilled that somebody had kind of taken this world that I thought was just mine. I was the only person who knew about it, but it was so exciting that it was bigger and bigger and bigger, I think. And everybody knew about it. Can I say, you know, knowing you very well, Mm. glasses. Yeah. Very intelligent. Yeah. Thanks. Bookish. Yeah. Are you, um, when you first read the book, were you just instantly with Hermione? Uh, I I have to say very quickly, the first time I read it, you know, when you read a book and you read words and you never heard it before, so you have no clue how it sounds. Mm. I, for the first three books, she was Hermione for me. Hermione, um, for me, she was Hermione. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Hermione was, because I'd never heard that name before, as most people hadn't. Uh, Hermione, yes, uh, that was who I wanted to be and who I imagined myself to be. How about you? Were you a Harry or a Ron or a... Draco? No, it's Voldemort, yeah. <laughs> I was <laughs> Professor Quillier. Uh, I, I think I think it's really hard to read those books and not relate in some ways to Harry Potter. I don't know, even if you're like the luckiest kid in the world mm. and uh, and everything's coming to you. I think it's very relatable to have someone who maybe doesn't get on with everyone, who who finds grown-ups a bit annoying, who's 
you know, stuck under a, in the cupboard under the stairs. I think it's, it's easy to be quite relatable for that. And did you, in your head, imagine which Harry Potter house or Hogwarts house you'd be part of? And have you subsequently done a test to find out which one you are in? Well, um, I want it to be in Gryffindor. Everyone did. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Uh, I think I've done one of those online tests, which put me in, um, I think, Slytherin. However, <laughs> uh, I have had more than an online test, Bex. Oh. I was in the fourth Harry Potter film, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Right, okay. okay. Thank you for wow. giving me a chance to say that. What's the time code on this? But, uh, <laughs> seven minutes in and I finally mentioned, yeah, I was an extra in the fourth Harry Potter film, The Goblet of Fire. I was a, a, a student in Ravenclaw. Raven, I think you're quite a Ravenclaw person, so I can see you being in that house. How dare you, why? Because you're clever. Yeah, but I don't know. I've always found Ravenclaw quite a boring house. Like Gryffindor, mighty and brave. Mm-hmm. Slytherin, a little bit sly, a little bit yeah. underhand. Hufflepuff, just like Hufflepuffs are very cool now with like Greta Thunberg and stuff. Like yeah. they want to save the world. You know, we, we want uh-huh. to be green. What's, who are Ravenclaws? Who do, you, who do you think I am? What house do you think I'm in? I, you know what? I could absolutely see one of two for you. Mm-hmm. You're either Hufflepuff, mm-hmm. you know, a bit, bit, uh, bit head in the clouds, yep. or you are uh, in Gryffindor. I could see you being in Gryffindor, but you know, not, not, you're not in Harry Potter's close circle of friends. No, sure, you're no. You're not mates with the Weasleys. No. You're just a girl at the front who does very well. The interesting thing about Harry Potter and celebrating 25 years is that a lot of people know who he is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, was, I was wondering if you... If an alien came down here, never heard of Harry Potter before, how mm-hmm. would you describe the books? Like, how would you sum up this absolute phenomenon of storytelling? Oh, that's tricky. I think I would say it's the story of an orphaned boy who finds out he is magical and has to save the magic world. If I'm going to put it into one, one par- a sentence. Yeah, I've got a great question. Okay. Now, I know we're here to talk about Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Yeah. I remember having a lot of conversations when the first few books come out of, of what this was all leading to. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. At what point did you realise that this is more than just Harry learning magic, maybe having to fight Voldemort every few pages? Yeah, I think by the third book, I was like, oh, there's something. It's building and building and building. There is a baddie who's going to keep coming back until he gets rid of him. It's going to be a battle for the ages at some point, which it turns out to be, of course. I always thought that Harry would become Hogwarts headmaster. No, did you? I did think that. I thought that's how it would end. I thought it would end with, I don't know how much we can... Uh, I thought it would end with a big showdown between Dumbledore and Voldemort or a mal- an evil yeah. presence. And then Harry would just kind of be there being headmaster. W- waiting in the wings. Yeah, shows what I know about storytelling. Yeah, it was a good job you didn't write it because it's uh, been phenomenally successful without that note. We've got a lot on this very special episode of Bookworms for you today. We are chatting to uh, Thomas Taylor, as you said, the illustrator of the first book. Uh, such an evocative cover, isn't it? You see that and you just instantly feel magical. I remember I went to America and I decided to buy a copy of the first book and it didn't have the same cover. Mm. And I was furious. I was like, but ours is better. Do you remember the old books? The old, the adult covers? Oh, yeah. Ooh, they always felt like very... Very dark. Yeah, yeah very dark. Thomas did a much better job. Uh, we have also uh, going to chat to some kids as well at schools across the UK. They'll be telling us a little bit about their feelings for Harry Potter. And we're only going down to King's Cross platform nine and three quarters anything from the trolley dears yeah we're gonna live our best lives at King's Cross maybe we'll hop a train to Hogwarts yeah bring some money for Bertie Bots every five of beans I'll get some chocolate frogs for the ride Uh, so stick around we've got lots of stuff on the way it's our Harry Potter 25 year anniversary bookworms special 
Uh, we're chatting now to Rufus and Hermione. They are students at St. Elizabeth's in Manchester. Uh, you two, thank you so much for coming on. How are you? Good. All right, I'm going to start off with, I think, the obvious question. Hermione, were you named after Hermione in Harry Potter? Uh, don't think so. No! I just had to check. I just had to double check there. That's all I wanted to know. Well, Rufus, is there a character in Harry Potter that you might have been named after? I'm trying to work this out. No. Mm. No, I I can't think of any. Rufus, unless it was a hidden Weasley somewhere. I think I probably not. I can't imagine. Better than being named after Scabbers, right? Yeah, that's, yeah, true. Well, listen, Hermione, what, what do you remember about the first Harry Potter book? When was the first time you started reading it? Uh, was in year four. Oh, so just two years ago. When you, when you opened that first page up and you saw Mr. and Mrs. Dursley lived at number four Privet Drive, what did you think about how magical the story was? Well, at the start, I didn't really like think anything of it. As I started reading it, I got more interested like, in it. I just carried on reading it. So how many books have you read now of Harry Potter? Four and a half. Four and a half. There's so much to come. <laughs> <gasps> um, Rufus, Rufus, what was your favourite part of the Philosopher's Stone? Um, I like like uh, the first part where the, like where at <laughs> at Pivot Drive. That part I like the first part. So you Very beginning. So Rufus, you like the bit when it's there's no magic in it yet. Yeah. Oh, great. Okay. <laughs> yeah, keeping it, keeping it easy, keeping it low key. I like it. Uh, Rufus, which was the character when you read the book that you thought was the best one, like the coolest one that wasn't Harry? Was there one character who you loved more than any other? Hagrid. Hagrid. Oh, why? I don't know. He's funny. Would you like to be magical? Yes. Yeah. yeah. What, what? What? What would you rather, Hermione? If you were magical, would you? What would be your favourite part? Would it be the invisibility cloak, the wand, the spells, the broomstick? Probably the invisibility cloak. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's a good shout. And tell me, guys, Hermione, when you read the book, what was the thing that like sucked you into it first? Because we know that Rufus enjoyed the, the kind of private drive, low-key <laughs> element. But what was the thing that you read that you were like, oh, I'm in it now, and this is really interesting to me. It makes me want to turn the page. Well, when, uh, what's it called? Uh... Harry kept getting like letters, but then he wasn't like allowed to open them. And then like they got like sent away into the thing. <laughs> they barricade um, them down. Yeah. And you were like, I want to find out what happens next. Yeah. Yeah, that's a pretty good shout. I, I also want to ask, if you were in Hogwarts, how would how would you be? Like what house do you think you'd be in and who do you think you'd be friends with? Uh Rufus, what do you reckon? I think I would be in Hufflepuff and be friends with Ron. <gasps> okay, why why do you why do you think you and Ron would hit it off? Because like we're both very creative. Okay, I like this good reasoning. And Hermione, how about you? Either Ravenclaw or Gryffindor. Uh-huh. And then my friends would be either Luna or Hermione. <laughs> Luna's a great... We haven't mentioned no, Luna she'd yet. Be, she'd be a nightmare being friends with Do Luna you think? Lovegood. She would be a nightmare. I you don't know where she was. You can keep track of her. You can't make plans with Luna Lovegood because she's not going to turn up on time. I think she'd be really fun. I, she wouldn't be the best at timekeeping, but she would be fun. So, Hermione, tell me, you've got, um, I guess, a few other books to read. 
Do you know what happens in the rest of them? Have, has anything been spoiled for you? Have you seen oh, the yes, films already? I've seen the film. Oh. So you know everything. Okay, just wanted to check. Okay, and Rufus, have you read all of the books? Not all of them. Have you seen all the films? I've... Today, I actually rewatched the first one. If someone walked into your school right now and they'd come from a faraway country and they had no clue about Harry Potter, what would you say to them to try and get them to read it? I just say uh, you need to read Harry Potter now and you'll love it. Oh, great. Oh, good endorsement. R- Rufus, what about you, Mr. Creative? Um, I would probably like... In our, I think in our school library we have at least one Harry Potter book. I'll probably give that to them, tell them to read it. So would you say nothing at all? You just put the book in their hands and then just walk away? <laughs> no, I like tell them you should go to the library get this Harry Potter book. Amazing. Well, listen, it's been such a treat to talk to you. It's really great to hear how everyone loves and remembers Harry Potter. Uh, Rufus and Hermione uh, from up in Manchester, thank you for joining us. All right, we are joined right now on this very special podcast by Thomas Taylor, who's a bit of a legend in the Harry Potter world. He is the illustrator of, I'd say, one of the most iconic books ever, let's face it. Uh, Hey, Thomas, how you doing? Hi, thanks for having me on. I'm doing very well, thank you. Thomas, thank you so much for joining us. I wanted to start by just seeing how much you remember about the first moment you heard the words Harry Potter. When was the first time you heard that name? Uh, well, it was when I went into London to uh, to the offices of Bloomsbury to see Barry Cunningham, the editor, who had offered me the job of doing the cover art artwork. I didn't even know what the book was called, I don't think, at that point. So I went in to see him in, in, his, uh, in his office, and he gave me this great stack of paper. It was a printout. It wasn't even a book. It was a printout of, of the text. And I could see on the cover, it said Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. And I'd never heard of that before, And um, uh, but it was very intriguing. Um, so that's kind of how it started. Yes, and on my train journey home, I had this great pile of paper in my hands and I began reading the book, uh, knowing I was going to have to draw this character. Am I right in thinking, was this your kind of first professional commission? It was, yes. I'd what? left art school about a year before. I'd been working in a children's bookshop, kind of hoping to, um, to kind of make a break, get started. I wanted to illustrate children's books and I could see that Bloomsbury were hiring a lot of people. I could see they were expanding their, their children's list. So I went there and I left them some samples. And I left them samples with drawings of magical things and dragons and all that kind of thing. So they saw those drawings and somebody there said, oh, maybe he could do this book. Maybe he could do the cover up for this book. So that's how it happened. When you were reading through the big stack of papers that you were given on the train home and you're getting ideas for what Harry and Ron and Hermione might look like, what are you doing as an illustrator at that point? What are you looking for to uh, draw these characters so fantastically simply from words on a page? You look for clues in the text. Obviously, the, the, the author has described the characters, so you start with that. But there's always an opportunity when you're the illustrator to try and see if you can find something you can add. So if you just draw what's in the text, that can be a bit boring. If you can find something a little extra, something to bring in that, that you see in your imagination that maybe the author hasn't specified, you know, that's an opportunity to, to create something that enriches the story. It makes it more than just a, a plain drawing about what's in the story. So I'm always looking for that. Um, 
But in that case, this was my first job. So the main thing I was looking for was not messing it up. <laughs> so I was really hoping I would just go, go home. I would draw a nice painting that would, that would fit the bill and it would be done professionally. And I could, could hand it in and I could go, yes, I've done my first job. Because um, what made you pick th- this image that we see? Because when you see the story or the name Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, you think, I must draw a stone. I've got to draw a wizard. I've, <laughs> what, 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 why did you think, like, I've got to do a train? <laughs> well, I, I was told... To, to draw this scene. Right. I was told, please draw the train, please draw Harry approaching the train. And I did a sketch showing Harry approaching the train, but that showed the back of Harry's head. You see what I mean? Because Harry was approaching the train. So then I had to turn it, find, find a way of showing Harry and the train. And it was just, it was that sort of thing. I was, I was told to draw this basically. And so well, that's where it came from. I might not have drawn this actually, it didn't mean that to me. I might have drawn Hogwarts. But, you know. <laughs> right. One thing I remember when I, when I first picked up Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone uh, it wasn't so much the, the image on the front, I've got to say. It's actually the image on the back. There's such a striking picture of Albus Dumbledore in there. And he's a very, uh, like, wacky character. Uh, and he's, he's a magician. He's like the best wizard ever. What do you remember about trying to boil down this incredible wizard into a, a really long beard and a very fancy purple cloak? Well, I don't know if you know the story about the wizard on the back, but there is actually a story about this this, this illustration. Because um, the one you're referring to, the one you can see on the book in front of you, uh, which looks like this, if anyone is able to see what I'm holding up, and that's not the original wizard that I first drew for Harry Potter. There was originally a different wizard, uh, which is quite rare now. He's only on the very much uh, earlier earlier editions, and he looks like that. But again, I, I don't that's know the one I, yeah. Yeah, with the big yeah. brown yeah. beard. Yeah, yes. he, yeah, like here. <laughs> So this wizard, so when I first went in and I first got this big pile of paper and I was told, please draw the train and all the rest of it. And Barry Cunningham, who was the editor, uh, said to me, oh, also, could you please do a wizard for the back cover? Just a wizard to decorate the back cover. And so it wasn't specified which wizard, but because this was a world of wizards, I just imagined there must be thousands of wizards who aren't in the story. I'll just make, I'll just make a wizard up. But more than that, I, I actually created this wizard based on my dad. <laughs> so this is actually a drawing of my dad <laughs> um, as a wizard. And so that's the wizard that was on the back. But the problem is, as the books got more and more popular, people began writing into Bloomsbury and they kept saying, well, that's that's not Albus Dumbledore on the back of the book. And that's not Professor Quirrell. And that's not Snape. So who is it? Who, who is this mysterious wizard? What's going on? And in the end, Bloomsbury got so tired of getting emails asking them this question that they said, please, 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 can you paint Albus Dumbledore? And we'll put him on the back. And um, and and your and your dad will have to be retired from wizarding, wizarding <laughs> career. Oh my goodness! Because you you <laughs> so can. That's what I did. You just know those Harry Potter fans are so into that world. They would have tried to read into anything you possibly did. But I also love the idea that now people will be hunting out their old books, double checking which wizard they have on the back of them. Uh, that's incredible. When you, when you first read the book, did you immediately think this is going to be a hit, or were you like, "Cool, it's another good book. I'm really happy. Fine, it's a job." I mean, I really enjoyed it. I'm on the train journey home. I mean, my, my train station at the time, I lived in Cambridge, so the train, I, the station I came in and out of was King's Cross. So, you know, I was reading it at King's Cross Station, climbing on a train, so it felt very appropriate. But I didn't, I mean, I had no idea it was going to be a, a huge hit. I just thought, because, I mean, you know, it's my first job, I just, as I said, I was more interested in making sure I did a good job of, <laughs> of the work and uh, didn't let myself down. But I did enjoy the book, so, you know, I and... Um, and I've read some, you know, I've read the sequels and uh, yeah, no, I did enjoy it, but I didn't know. I don't think anyone knew. When we certainly think of The Philosopher's Stone, the book, we think of 
of your cover uh do you i imagine if this was me just putting it out there i would have posters all over the house of your illustrations of your cover hello everyone i'm cressida cowell author of how to train your dragon and i'm just popping in to tell you about my new book series which way to anywhere It's a story about four children who discover that there are alternative worlds beyond our own and that they can travel to them with the help of a magical map and a very special gift. Of course, this leads to epic, unexpected adventures. Which Way to Anywhere and its sequel, Which Way Round the Galaxy, are both available to buy now. Happy reading! Do you have like, have you wallpapered the house with a picture of the cover? (laughs) Have you done anything to put it out there? No, not really, no. I mean, I I have... Uh, I have uh, produced a reproduction of, of the cover art in the past, but it's not hanging on the wall currently. <laughs> no, no. I think for me, I think people have to remember is that while it, I mean, it's an amazing series, and it's sort of magical and brilliant and people have been sucked in. But when you're kind of there from the beginning, you, you get to see it a bit differently. You know, it's, it's, it's part of my working life. So I, I have never really had the chance and the opportunity to sort of be really really sucked into this magical world and I might have done because I mean I love fantasy books and um if I'd read it you know as, as a just as a reader without having to draw anything I probably would have felt differently about it but from the moment I began reading it I was thinking like an illustrator and trying to sure. to make it part of my of my working uh, world if you see what I mean yeah uh, Thomas we are here to celebrate the the 25th anniversary of the book mm-hmm. Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone and I know that um you've prepared a little uh, design task for us, a little in, I, I, illustration activity. Um, so I wondered if you could let us know what we need to do listening. Yeah, so for this, you're going to need a piece of paper and a pencil or a pen, because I'm going to ask you to draw Harry Potter. <gasps> now, that might not sound that might not sound very, very original, but I'm going to ask you, I'm going to make this, this a challenge, by I'm going to ask you to imagine your me 25 years ago, drawing Harry Potter when you've never heard of Harry Potter before. You've never seen a book with a picture of Harry Potter on the front. There's never been a film. You've never seen Daniel Radcliffe. You've ne- you've barely even, you can barely even remember the name of this character. Harry what? Harry, oh, Harry Potter. <laughs> all you've got, all you've got is a short passage in the book, which I'm about to read out. And that's all you've got. So I'm going to read it now. And I'm going to try and imagine this is the first time you've ever come across Harry Potter. And here's the passage. It's in chapter two, early on in chapter two, if you want to find it. Perhaps it had something to do with living in a dark cupboard, but Harry had always been small and skinny for his age. He looked even smaller and skinnier than he really was, because all he had to wear were Dudley's old clothes, and Dudley was about four times bigger than he was. Harry had a thin face, knobbly knees, black hair, bright green eyes. He wore round glasses held together with a lot of sellotape of all the times Dudley had punched him on the nose. The only thing Harry liked about his appearance was a very thin scar on his forehead which was shaped like a lightning bolt. He'd had it as long as he could remember and the first question he could ever remember asking his Aunt Petunia was how he got it. And that's the passage. That's all I had to work on when I first traded Harry Potter. There is a bit later on a few lines down about him having messy hair. And that's it. So this is going to be quite a hard challenge because I'm going to ask people at home to imagine that's all you've got, that short passage in chapter two. I'd like you to draw Harry based on that. Now, this is an opportunity as an illustrator for you to see with so little to go on whether you can add something new to Harry Potter. Imagine that, something new to something that has existed so long. So that's the challenge. It's going to be tough, but I hope your, hope your listeners are up to it. Wow, sure. so tricky. As you said, we've had well, 25 years of books and kind of different versions of Harry on the cover and then the films and Daniel Radcliffe. So 
trying to completely reinvent your idea of what Harry Potter looks like is incredibly tough. Well, listen, uh, Thomas Taylor, it's been such an absolute joy having you on. Thank you for bringing these pictures into our lives all those years ago. Thank you very much. It's been great to be here. Thank you for inviting me on. Okay, I am joined right now by Sophia, Tallulah and Alyssa from St. Matthew School. Hi team, how are you doing? Yes. Excellent stuff. Now we are here to celebrate the 25th anniversary of Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Can I assume you've all read the book? Yes. Phew, thank goodness. Uh, Sophia, when you first opened Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, you've got through one chapter, you found out about the boy who lived... What are you feeling straight away? What are you thinking about this book? Excited, wanting to read more. Oh, what was it about that very first chapter that made you want to read think, more? Like when it said um, the boy who lived in Yorgos Terror, it was quite intriguing to read because I love reading books and one of my favourite books is Harry Potter. So it was quite intriguing to read Imagine. the first And then when the second... When I read the second chapter, I was even more intrigued and just went to read it all in five seconds flat. Amazing, you were hooked. Powered through. Uh, now, Tallulah, <laughs> tell me, when you started reading the book, who was the character that you loved the most, that you identified with the most, that you wanted to carry on reading for? Um, well, on, it was Harry, um, but also I found like the muggles quite intriguing as well. <laughs> well that's cool, how come? Um, just because they're like... They're different and they're like um, known as like the, the like bad ones almost. So they're like... I like that. We've never had that answer before, have we? No, no very. Right. Yeah, people aren't excited by the muggles, but that's brilliant. Yeah. Alyssa, how many of the Harry Potter books all in have you read? All of them. You've read all of them. Had you read them before you saw the movies? No, I watched the movies before I read the book. And what did you think about the books? Because there's so much to them. You join Harry in one whole year of being at school. What was that like? Um, like, really good. It is, uh, to be fair, like, when you're in the world of Hogwarts, did you compare it to your own school and you think they have a much better deal? Yeah. Yeah, I did the same thing. Who do you think you're most like from the books, girls? So not who you like the most, but who you are most similar to. Sophia, what about you? Hermione. Hermione. Emma Watson. <laughs> oh, what are, we all, are we all three at Toluda? Are you saying that as well? Um, yeah. Three, we've got three Hermione's in our midst here. <laughs> so uh, let me get this right. You've all, have you all read all of the books? Have you finished all? Yeah. Yes. I'm only reading the first book because when I was younger, I didn't like Harry Potter. <gasps> so, okay, this is great. So what changed your mind? What made you kind of want to go back um, to them? I have a stepsister. Um, so, and when she, when I first met her, she, she's in Sydney, I'm in Gryffindor, and when, when she, um, said, oh, I read Harry Potter, I love watching it, I introduced one of my favourite films to her, and then she introduced me to Harry Potter again, and I just started loving it again. Oh, that's cool. The, the Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Uh, Alyssa, say magic is suddenly real. What one thing from the world of Harry Potter would you like to see in our world right now? Wands. Wands. Wow. What about you, Tallulah? Um, yeah, wands and the like the invisibility cloak. Uh, Sophia, maybe a broomstick? Yeah, broomstick. 
Oh, yeah, that's a pretty good shout, I think. And because uh, we're really interested about the idea, it's been around for quite a long time, Harry Potter. We feel like pretty much everyone's heard of Harry Potter. Mm. But what would you say to somebody who'd never heard of Harry Potter before? How would you convince them to read the book? Uh, Tallulah, what would you say first? Um, well, I would say that um, you had to stick with it to get the storyline. And but it's like a really intriguing book once you get once you get into it and it's like a book full of magic that's like awesome. Sophia, um you know, you've read the book, you're kind of rereading the first one because of your stepsister. What what's your what's your favourite moment in that first book? Oh when Hagrid breaks down the door. And oh says, yeah. And oh, then yeah. he sits down all over and says you're a wizard, Harry. <laughs> Dry up, Dursley, you old prune. You're a wizard, Harry, is one go. of the best iconic quotes from the book and the film, isn't it? That's the big one. I think one thing that me and my sister, me and my stepsister, always refer to is either horse riding, Harry Potter, or a cat. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I believe we heard uh, two of you were in. Are we all three of you in Gryffindor? Have you all done the Sorting Hat test? Um, I no, was. I was Slytherin. Slytherin. You're a Slytherin. Okay, that's fine. Are, are you a Slytherin, Dan? Is that right? Uh, Ravenclaw. Ravenclaw. He's a Slytherin. He's he's in denial. Luna. Yeah, I I am a Hufflepuff. I'm going to put it out there. Um, but I love I love that everybody has like a different connection to Harry Potter and like different kind of ways of feeling about it yeah, it's, it's awesome so. it's really cool uh so guys we need i think that's pretty much um everything is that right pretty much just one last thing um Tallulah, if someone came up to you and they never heard of harry potter what would you say to make them read that first book that it's like full of magic that like that's just like never seen before almost it's like it's just, I can't explain it. It's like really just magical and like a really like like intriguing book. Oh, it's been well. It's been so good to hear how much you love all of the books. Uh, Sophia, Tallulah, and Alyssa from St Matthews. Thank you so much for being with us. Now we have come down to actual King's Cross Station from the book. Yeah, you might remember, this is where the Hogwarts Express goes from. On platform nine and three quarters. And we are going to have a look around and find some Harry Potter super fans to see what they think of this magical place. So, let's go. We are with Henry, who's got a copy of the brand new book. Henry, tell us about what you love most about Harry Potter? Uh, it's magical and there's loads of magic in them uh, and, it, and it's really fun. It's really fun. Now, if you could take anything from the magic world and bring it here to the real world, what would you have? Broomsticks, maybe? Uh, um, the, wound and, uh, the wound and the magic. Oh, lots of magic. So tell me, Henry, who is your favourite character in Harry Potter and why is he your favourite? Uh, Harry Potter because he always saves the world. He always saves the world. That's a good reason. That's a really good reason. Well, amazing. Well, thank you so much for stopping. I hope you really enjoyed the book. That's the brand new 25th anniversary, OK? We are with Anna and Sia now, talking all about Harry Potter by Platform 9 and 3 quarters. Sia... 
What's your favourite thing about Harry Potter? Um, my favourite thing is um, that all the... Um, that um, on, uh, Harry Potter is really confident. Really confident, isn't he? And he's full of magic. What about you, Anna? Um, when um, they defeat Voldemort. When they defeat Voldemort? So tell me, when you read the books, do you wish you were in Hogwarts? And if you were in Hogwarts, what would be your favourite thing about it? Um, doing magic. Doing magic, yeah. Doing magic. Sia, what, what house do you think you'd be in? Um, I think I would be in Gryffindor. In Gryffindor, probably. What about this, Anna? If you could take anything from the Harry Potter world and bring it into this world, what would you have that's magical? A wand. A wand. What about you, Sia? Um, the golden snitch. The golden snitch. Are you good at catching it? Yeah, you'd yeah. be good at catching thing, I think. Would we all agree that Harry Potter is one of the best books ever? Yes. Uh, I like the second one a lot. <laughs> the second one. Amazing. Well, listen, girls, thank you so much for joining us. And we are finishing things off actually here where they shot platform nine and three quarters in the movie. Take a look around, Bex. What can you see? Yeah, uh, well, I can see a lot of trains, obviously. I can see a, a brilliant roof and I can feel the vibe of Harry in the air. And you get that brick wall. Oh, I wonder if you run headfirst of that brick wall now, whether you'll get through. I might not give it a try if that's OK. No, I don't think not. my invitation to Hogwarts came in the post today. No. Thank you very much for listening and watching. I hope you've learned loads about the 25th anniversary of Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Yeah, and thank you so much for listening to Bookworms as well. I'll be back super soon with another episode, but in the meantime, enjoy King's Cross! Hello everyone, I'm Cressida Cowell, author of How to Train Your Dragon, and I'm just popping in to tell you about my new book series, Which Way to Anywhere. It's a story about four children who discover that there are alternative worlds beyond our own and that they can travel to them with the help of a magical map and a very special gift. Of course, this leads to epic, unexpected adventures. Which Way to Anywhere and its sequel, Which Way Round the Galaxy, are both available to buy now. Happy reading!